Miracy. I'm Jeffrey Shaw, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called the Self-Employed Business Institute, and we provide higher education for self-employed business owners who are really good at what they do, but along the way, nobody's ever taught them how to make money at what they do. As a young teenager, uh, early teens, I was very, very shy. I grew up in a lower middle-class community. They didn't talk about higher education. I had two older brothers, both that just went immediately into construction after high school. So I just didn't see a whole lot of prospects in my life. And that led me to believe, whether I was familiar with the term self-employment or not, I'm like, I have to do this myself. So I created a job for myself. I struck a deal with a local farmer and I would buy eggs from him, chicken eggs, for 25 cents a dozen. He would provide the cardboard cartons. And I would go on Thursdays and fill up these cartons uh, with eggs, and I would sell them door to door for $1.25 a dozen. Very easy math. I made a dollar a dozen eggs. And I, I tell you, as somebody who suffered from paralyzing shyness, knocking on doors to sell eggs, I, I just I wanted to vomit in the bushes next to the front door <laughs> more often than I can tell you. After doing this for a little while, I realized that the benefits of seeing myself grow, the benefit of being proud of myself, stretching outside of my comfort zone were greater than the fear. And that was a pivotal moment. I didn't have a comfort zone. Like I wasn't comfortable anywhere in the world as a young kid. I wasn't comfortable being alone. I wasn't comfortable with my family. I wasn't comfortable with strangers. I wasn't, com I wasn't comfortable. So there was no comfort zone. The comfort zone became being comfortable with being uncomfortable. That became my comfort zone. And, you know, to this day, now today as a, as a professional speaker, I interact with a lot of professional speakers who will admit they're introverts. And it actually makes sense to me. People don't realize it unless you're in this position. But why would someone who claims to be an introvert become a professional speaker on stages in front of hundreds and thousands of people? It's because we're comfortable with the uncomfortable. And it actually has always been why I can do it and how I can be an effective speaker, I believe, because I'm actually very comfortable being in the uncomfortable. I did the proverbial gap year after high school because I really was directionless. I, I just had no idea what to make of my life after high school. So I took a year off and uh, to, in order to figure out what I was going to do. And the one talent I had throughout high school was photography. And I'd won several national awards, and it was just a, a natural skill to me. So I decided to explore that. So shortly after graduating, I went back to my hometown to start what I felt was a very important, high-value, high-end portrait studio. The problem was I didn't pay attention to whether the market wanted that, and in fact, they didn't. So after three years of really struggling to get a you know, a quote unquote, uh, high end porch photography studio off the ground in a, what is otherwise a lower middle-class town, I realized I had to reinvent myself. And by my late twenties, I had, you know, a, a phenomenally successful porch photography business today, 38 years later, I still do a handful of photo shoots for clients that I just can't seem to let go of. But otherwise, you know, for the past 13 years or so, I've been doing far less photography and, and adding into my life, coaching other business owners and writing books and speaking. For 25 years, that was my one and only income stream. I was full on as a portrait photographer. Making it to me means 
having the freedom to live the life that I choose to live. I use as an example often that I currently live in Miami. I've moved here six years ago from New York City, a city that I was proud to live in, never, never would have imagined leaving. And I came down for a three-month vacation and never left. And what kept me here and has kept me here in, in bliss every day since is the lifestyle. You know, it's the fact that I was able to build a business that not only afforded me the luxury of being able to pick and choose where I lived, but also the freedom that I can work remotely. I can get on a plane. I can fly to where I need to be. And yet I can live the lifestyle that I want on the beach, enjoy the sunny days. To me, while I know there's a derogatory, often a derogatory meaning attached to a lifestyle business, to me, the true meaning of a lifestyle business is having a business that you have perhaps built are driving that supports the lifestyle that you want to live. So that to me is what making it feels like to me today is that I live exactly, I can't imagine wanting to live any way that's better than the way I live today until the next time I decide to make a change. And it'll be for the same reason, <laughs> right? It'll be because I can. You know, we get asked often, you know, what's your purpose? What's your why? And I, Hey, if you asked me 15 years ago why I was on this planet, I would have said to be a portrait photographer because I felt like I was living my purpose. I was super talented at something that came easy to me. My real talent was interacting with people and particularly the affluent clientele that I took the time to understand them without judgment and just really be in their world. So 15 years ago, I would have said, that's why I'm on this planet. Whereas today, I feel like the work I do today is why I'm on this planet. And yet it also connects because in many ways, my photography business was my learning lab for me to learn what I needed to teach today. Making it has enabled me to, you know, in a practical sense, educate my kids. That feels good. It's also, you know, making it has enabled me to build relationships with people that were otherwise, you know, unknown to me initially. And something that's really, you know, I'm sure it has something to do with part the age I am today and what have you, but making it to me today is also building something to leave behind. And part of that is in a tangible form in the self-employed business institute that I'm building. But it's also, as I often say, making it in the future when I'm gone, making it to me will be represented by the fact that I hope my dream is that my kids will come across some crazy memes with quotes that their dad said. <laughs> that I make enough impression in the world of business that like I do today, I see a Jim Rohn quote and I, I, I just glue right into it because I love every word that ever came out of Jim Rohn's mouth. I love to imagine that making it in my future will be represented by my kids seeing some quote I said come across their social media feed someday. But really... If I break it down to its most primal feeling for me, again, it harkens back to being that shy kid as a teenager, that I know the pain of being overlooked. I know the pain of not being seen. I just cannot accept hardworking, self-employed, brave business owners being overlooked by the big system. And I fight on behalf of everything that I can do for self-employed business owners, as if I'm showing up at the elementary school in protection of one of my kids who's being bullied, that I just can't have it because I think we, we add too much to this world. We, we contribute too much good goodness and personal interactions. And yeah, 
So as you can tell, I'm quite passionate about it. So it, it is honed in on exactly who I believe I'm meant to serve for self-employed business owners. And, uh, and yet it never strayed that far from where I started as that shy kid in a lot of ways. I'm Jeffrey Shaw, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at jeffreyshaw.com or the theselfemployedinstitute.com. Making It is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.